Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From a chandelier. Oh, nope. Chandelier. <laughs> Episode 247 of 20 Minute Tins, the flagship podcast, and I'm joined by Stephen. Here again. And Melly. Yes. And I'm your host, Jamie, and it is another day at the coalface, fellas. We <laughs> maybe didn't appreciate how good we had it these last couple of years doing this podcast, because now that Celtic are really, really, really in the shit, I'm looking back even to Ronnie Dyla's time going, boy, was that great. <laughs> At least we used to score goals back then. We used to lose quite a lot of games, but we used to score goals. I actually considered very briefly, but before I thought, no, I am the consummate professional. I actually thought about doing some sort of protest tonight, just no turning up. And like, just my microphone just with like some sort of black hat on it or something like that, just out yeah. of protest. Well, I was thinking that we should just turn the 20 Minute Tim's Twitter account into just posting memes and shit now until, <laughs> until Celtic decide to get their act together. Just Gavin Stracking drawing on his iPad memes type really thing. Ancient memes. Ancient memes from like the early 2000s, like the badger, badger, badger thing and all that. Aye. I can has cheeseburger and all these shitey memes. Just <laughs> just run through it because, Melly, anything at the moment is more entertaining than watching Celtic play football. It is, and over the last week we've really got to see it. We've been speaking about it a lot recently, just like how Celtic are, won five games in a row, yeah, fine, but the performances within that have been terrible and I was just waiting for the Aberdeen game to sort of confirm what we already knew, that Neil Lennon's team, Celtic team, aren't a good team. They're only beating teams because they've got superior players, they're not beating them because they're playing better football, they've got a better style of play and we struggled against Aberdeen, we really struggled, and then going into the Ross County game, I thought, look, it'll be fine. We beat Aberdeen, it was absolutely dreadful, but we've got Ross County, we're flat-track bullies, we'll beat them. <laughs> and then, as, as usual, as soon as we come, come up against a manager with a decent bit of something about him and a game plan, we falter again. It's unbelievable. I think we've Listen, dropped points in 11 games this season in the league. That is utterly pathetic. One in three Unbelievable from Celtic. Can I just stop you there? Can I just stop you there? Because you're the way you're talking, right, Stephen? Correct me if you if I'm wrong here. The way he's talking, he's making it sound like this season's an unmitigated disaster. <laughs> what? No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. And let me tell you something, guys uh, and listeners. This season has not been an unmitigated disaster, regardless Confirmed. of what you might be witnessing with your own eyes. Please allow Celtic to gaslight you further. Um, we still have a lot of work to do and have a lot of improvements to make. 
but it's not the unmitigated disaster that everyone makes it out to be and we want to finish the season as strongly as possible and see where it takes us. We're looking to the next game against Ross County. They are fighting for their lives and we cannot afford to drop points. Now, this was Neil Lennon before the Ross County game saying that the season wasn't an unmitigated disaster. He also said that they can't afford to drop points. Given that we did lose that game, Stephen, would Neil Lennon now say the season is an unmitigated disaster? Probably not, because it would involve <laughs> just ignoring what the enormous pile of evidence that was before the Ross County game, because we took all that has happened this season and just basically pretended it didn't happen, to call it not the unmitigated... Not, not only did they say it's not an unmitigated disaster, but not the unmitigated disaster that everyone makes out to be, as in everyone. So everyone is wrong about this to be... Your, Wringing our hands about the state of this season is just simply wrong. We we need to we need to settle down. We're hysterical and all that kind of stuff. It's just becoming insulting now. We are yeah. lurching lurching from one silliness to the next on a daily basis. We've come a long way, even since last week, where the the, the statement we covered last week talked about how the manager has addressed each and every single game as they happened or or whatever the wording of it was, and in the very next game. He didn't do any press for the Aberdeen game. He just wasn't there. John Kennedy was. I know that's a very minor thing, but it's just one silliness to the next, just one pantomime to the next I've this got, season. I've got to say, it's got to the point, and it always has been, but if Neil Lennon Melly's having to say it's not the unmitigated disaster that everyone says it is, <laughs> it really is time that maybe the Celtic manager, and this isn't personal towards Neil Lennon, but it's maybe the time the Celtic manager went, well, if everyone's saying it's an unmitigated disaster, if everyone watched us get pumped in Europe, if everyone's watched us absolutely capitulate in the league, if everyone's saying how terrible we are at defending set pieces, if everyone's questioning my team selection, if everyone is questioning the formations that we're playing, if everyone is questioning the signings, maybe, <laughs> maybe there, maybe everyone is right on just one of these things. Maybe for a minute. Nah, I don't think so, mate. I don't think so. I wonder what Neil Lennon would <laughs> constitute as an unmitigated disaster. Like, what else was? Would it be going out the Champions League in the first round rather than the second round? Would it be? Would it be when? Would it be running no games in the Europa League rather than one? Would it be? We went out as early as possible in the League Cup. I'm struggling to see how how the season could have been much worse. Bar losing every game, it's unbelievable <laughs> that this relegated. That, that, yeah, I know the lack of well finishing third maybe, but the lack of self awareness yeah. from Neil Lennon. Like, if this was any other Celtic manager in here, he'd be shouting from the rooftops that this isn't good enough for Celtic. Yet when he's in here, it's absolutely fine, and we're all wrong. I, I really fail to understand how he can't see everybody else's point of view on this. He did say um, in another interview, he says, I don't think it's unfair or unrealistic, but we've had mitigating circumstances throughout the campaign, some of which I can't divulge publicly. Now, I don't really want to go in and speculate on what those might or might not be, but all I will say is, if you can't say anything publicly, then don't say it at all. Why yeah. let that wee squirrel out of the bag? Um, yeah. It's it, it, there's a, there's, To me, there's a weakness about that statement. It's sort of... Um, playing both sides a wee bit, getting your excuse out without having to tell people what the excuse is. I think really getting beaten by bottom of the table team, the team propping up the bottom of the table in Ross County for the second time this season, by the way. We'll second time, yeah. Two different yeah, managers. Two different managers, Ross County. There's, there's no excuse, there's no mitigating circumstances to that. And what I didn't like, Melly, after the game was Neil Lennon coming out and sort of distancing himself 
from these issues that the team have got around defending. Okay, I can understand why the manager might distance himself from players not sticking the ball in the back of the net. There were some really bad misses there and we did create a lot of chances. But this thing about I don't know what else we can do for them as far as defending set pieces go, it's no them you're doing it for, Neil. It's you. It's your job. It's, yeah. it, this is this is what I, I don't understand. It has, it's, and he's talking like a man that's... And, and the laughter and stuff after the post-match, you know, he's sort of speaking to me like a guy that I'm not going to say he doesn't care, that's absurd, but it's no the players that are fighting for their own careers here, Neil. It's your career. If you can't make these players defend, and the way he talks, sometimes, especially about defending set pieces, he, he talks like it's impossible for anyone to come in here and not concede goals for set pieces. Like, oh, I don't have ideas. No, but the, another manager would come in and stop, set, stop us conceding for set pieces. Other managers in the league are not having this issue with set pieces that Neil Lennon's having. No, and he's meant to have the better players here as well. So, where does the excuse lie? He did, he did apologise in there, but it's responsibility seems to be the hardest word rather than sorry for Neil Lennon because again, mm. this is his team. He puts them out in the pitch. Okay, maybe one player doesn't make a header, but Celtic have conceded forty three percent of their goals from set pieces this season. Nearly half their goals come from set pieces. That's a shocking statistic for any team at that level of football, never mind the champions, the best team in the country for nine years in a row. That is Neil Lennon's job. That is the basics of being a manager is setting up a team and organising it. And if you can't do that, I mean, Celtic are top of the league for that. Livingston have got 35% of their goals that they conceded from set plays. Celtic 43% and he's telling us there's nothing they can do. Well, there seems to be 11 other managers in the league that do something about it and see the ones that didn't do something about it. They were sacked and replaced like Ross County did with Stuart Kettlewell and brought in John Hughes. It's getting to the point now where I'm at the ridiculous stage where I'm thinking... I'd rather John Hughes was in the dugout for the rest of the season than Neil Lennon. We'd, we'd be doing much better, heard, and I'm convinced of it. I heard you on the Reaction podcast, Melly, speaking to Ryan, and you made a really good point when you asked Ryan, if we switched managers, would Celtic have won that game? And yeah. I don't think there can be any doubt, Stephen, at the answer. For most of these matches, we lose. But for yesterday... You know, John Hughes is a personality and he's on this podcast and he's been great. And I love hearing John Hughes talk yeah. about football and his enthusiasm. His enthusiasm for the game is absolutely dynamite, right? So, obviously he has his limitations as a manager, oh, John yeah, Hughes. Definitely. Yeah. Right? Obviously he has his limitations as a manager. But if you'd switched the managers last night and gave the team at the bottom of the league and gave John Hughes ever Celtic players, a John Hughes Celtic team would have beaten a Neil Lennon Celtic team at the bottom of the table. Aye, I think so. I, I, can't, I, know, I, I know it's all hypothetical and it's very yeah, hard yeah. to tell, but the way that Neil Lennon's Celtic team are playing at the moment, you're just, I've got no faith in the guy whatsoever. No. How I would frame this is that, let's say, for example, and I know this is just as hypothetical as what you've just said, but how I would tend to frame it is that, say, for example, that Celtic had sacked Neil Lennon in December, or oh, they were winning games in December, but so November, prior to that, they'd sacked him in November, brought in John Hughes, just as a, a very specific, very short-term thing, I think we would have done all right. And I want to be very clear about this. I'm not advocating for John Hughes for Celtic manager at yeah, all. What I'm saying nah, is that nah, what we nah, needed, nah. what we needed at that point was some sort of galvanising force. And it wouldn't even have taken a great manager. It would have taken something like John Hughes. And I know people might be listening to this. Thing. They're, they're talking about Yogi like managing Celtic. My point is what we needed to do at the time, was remove the thing that wasn't working and put anyone in there to just yeah. inject a fresh idea, something, 
And what would have happened was John Hughes may not have won the league. I'm, I'm not going to go as far to say as that, but it might have got better. It might have given Celtic a bit of time to put a, bit of pl- put a plan in place and he would have been thanked and gone on to manage, I don't know, Hibs or whatever. I'm not saying it should have happened, but I can see an alternative universe um, an alternate universe version of this season where John Hughes or anybody like that came in, galvanised the team a wee bit, I get more enthusiasm into the team and it might have looked a little bit better than it does just now. For a, a recent podcast, myself and Tom were looking back on uh, the Celtic Inter Milan game under Ronnie Dyler and watching that game uh, last week, it was just the contrast was stark right now. Now, Ronnie Dyler's second season was absolutely abysmal, one of the worst of one of the worst I've watched until this season. But watching that game under Ronnie Dyla, Celtic went up against Inter Milan and they had a complete and utter faith in what they were doing. They were pressing Inter Milan. They knew exactly what their jobs were. And the, at the end of the day, they just didn't have enough quality to beat them. They were honest. They pressed. They were intense. They'd done everything. But that final pass, that final ball just wasn't there because the players weren't good enough. And see if I could see that with Celtic right now. I would probably be a wee bit happier, but watching Neil Lennon's team, there's no style, there's no identity. I don't I don't see what they're doing at all. We've just got good players all trying to play in all these positions. When you watch that Ross County game, there was so many times in the game where you'd have two fullbacks on either side, just in just around that line of the 18-yard box. Inside them you'd have Edward, McGregor, Christie, Rogic all just condensing this space in the middle. John Hughes came out before the game and just explained his exact tactics tonight where we're not going to press Celtic high because we'll get caught. We're going to sit in and condense that space. He told everybody what he was going to do with the weakest team in the league and he was still able to go out and do it. Celtic had no idea how to break them down. Again, it was just, we'll change like for like and see what we can do, but there's no structure, no style to Celtic. It's horrible to watch and... What that Ronnie Dyler team I'm talking about didn't really go on to do much, but you could see if he had got better players, it would have worked. Right now, we've got good players and no system, whereas back then we had a system without the good players, and it's painful to watch because even the Aberdeen game in wretched form and we couldn't beat them. Then you go to the bottom of the league, you think it's a gimme, and we can't even get a result. Never, We barely look like scoring. There's no excuses It's not COVID It's not having certain types of player I I Celtic have had a couple of injuries here and there But in the main They should be more comfortable Against the likes of Ross County and other teams Not my words The words of Neil Lennon That's what what Neil Lennon said after the game And do you know what That's the most right he's been all season There is no excuses (laughs) And there's really no point Talking about mitigating circumstances um, and things behind the scenes that may have that may or may not have influenced the season. There was talk earlier in the week about how Neil Lennon was actually one of the dissenting voices when it came to keeping players that potentially wanted to leave. And this is one of the things that's been rumoured to disrupt in the season. But losing the league, going out of Europe at the stage we went out of it, the performance in the Europa League, and pick any one of two or three league results, including last night, is enough to be questioning the manager at the end of the season. Forget everything else. Forget everything else. Europe, yeah. Sparta, but see, after some of the results we'd be seeing, like, you could pick the games in isolation. You don't have to go, well, the whole season was contaminated by mitigating circumstances I'm not allowed to talk about. You can say, but you were pish against Ferenc Varos. Those two Sparta defeats were embarrassing. And then losing to Ross County twice is embarrassing. Your, your job would be on the line today, regardless of everything else. And, 
you know, I suppose there's a question about, you know, if you lose the league, would the managers, would any Celtic manager survive losing this league? And I think there are circumstances to which the answer is yes. There's yeah. definite circumstances, you know, if it was unlucky, if we were close, if a couple of bad results or if Rangers just got the better of us in a few games, then the answer would be yes, you could survive the league. But the way this season has unfolded, there's been nothing short of embarrassing. And I, and it's gotten to the point now where even I don't have time for any of the mitigating circumstances talk because you've had enough time to work that out and we were on the road. You, The manager kind of keep this plate spinning. It is the manager's fault 100%. Yeah, the the mitigating circumstances stuff. Yeah, we we've been talking quite a lot about this as well, and it's like to to paraphrase Tony Hales, the the BBC guy from Alan Partridge. I've listened to your excuses. I've listened to them all, and I didn't like a single one of them. So I, like, <laughs> see, see the mitigating circumstances thing. See if something absolutely terrible has gone on behind the scenes that has completely derailed this season. Then. I would never dream of being flippant about that. But the truth is, I don't know what it is. They've not told me what it is, so I can't really be overly sensitive about something that may or may not exist. That's crazy. There's a lot of people out there saying, oh, but see if you knew, you would change your tone. Well, why don't you tell us what it is then? It will be wholly understanding of that. But the, the truth is, I can't imagine a single thing, unless it's absolutely stop you in your tracks, shocking, that would have derailed the season to this level. I'm not really buying the or the board forced me to keep the players thing because if that was the case, then why have we heard Neil Lennon just bending over backwards to back the board all season? Yeah. That, if he was truly in the belief that the board have pulled the rug out from him and cost him the chance to be the 10 in a row winning manager, why have we not heard about it? Quite the opposite. We've heard about how this, cl- this club is brilliantly run. Mr. Lawwell, Peter's brilliant. Mr. Desmond, they're so, they're so great. Those two things can't possibly exist at the same time. They can't have done him dirty like that and for him to be constantly publicly backing him. Because, see, if the thing is, it's it's almost the same as Rodgers as well. If he came out and slated the board, we would be on his side. We would would understand that. He's got nothing to lose. The board aren't going to sack him for coming out and publicly saying that, well, you know, these decisions went against me. These decisions went against me and this is what it's cost us the league. I'm only speculating, of course, but that's basically all that's been alluded to is the fact that we kept players against their will. And I refuse to believe that that could possibly derail the season to this level because we've we've relied time and again on these players all season. Edward, Christie, Ayer, all these guys that have been the main players. Neil Lennon, for me, talked himself out of a job last night with some of his comments. Um, when they were talking about defending the set piece, he says, I can't do it for them. It wasn't a problem for us last season, but it's been a real problem for us this season with more or less the same personnel. You have to go and head the ball. You have to block runners. I don't see us getting any free headers in the opposition box, but you've seen it plenty of times for us. It's not good enough. We were zonal and Laxalt's got a job to do in the block, but it's just too easy. There were plenty of bodies in there. Ayer was there. Scott Brown was there. We've got enough good players around to stop it and we haven't. It's not good. Right, okay. What he said there is correct. Players have to do their job in the pitch. The players yeah. aren't playing for you, Neil. Th- that's no, what you've no. just said there. You've just said that. It, it wasn't a problem last season. It's a real problem this season with the same players. Players aren't playing for you. It's that simple. And any director would be listening to that going, right, so he's getting the he's getting the foundations of the job correct. He's given them all a job to do. He's he's admitting himself, this should work. I'm, I'm, we're zonal, we're telling them where to be, we're telling them what position to be in, but they're just not carrying out the instructions on the pitch. That's why you sack a manager. Yeah. It's, it's couldn't be clearer. And that with that statement there, Neil Lennon for me has talked himself out of a job. 
So why he's why there's any discussion that Neil Lennon should be still in the Celtic job next season is beyond me because he publicly admitted there that the players aren't playing for him and it wasn't the first time this season. And now comes the chat about the rebuild, the rebuild that he denied needed done about a week ago. He said there isn't going to be any major overhaul because you know not as many players will leave as you think and all that. And now after the Ross County game, yes, we definitely need a massive rebuild and I'm the man to do that. So <laughs> can I just shock you? We do need a massive rebuild despite what I said earlier. I think that's twice I've now quoted the same scene in Alan Partridge <laughs> yeah. in, in yes. little uh, yes, twenty minutes. We, we do get a lot. <laughs> we do get a lot. Of, we do get a lot of mileage out of that. Um, and one of the big questions, Stephen, on that rebuild is who's going to replace Odson Edward? Who's going to replace Christopher Ayer? Because these are both very important and very expensive and very good players in our team. And that brings me on to our Patreon. We are launching a 20 Minute Tim's YouTube channel and we are handing control of this YouTube channel over to our patrons. If you're a patron of 20 Minute Tim's as well as all the great podcasts and video content we already do, you get to choose the direction of our YouTube channel. We will put the vote to you and you decide what video we make and if you're a patron, you get to view it first. It's a brand new feature that we're working on for 20 Minute Tim's Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tim's and also... There's a massive project on the horizon on 20 Minute Tim's Patreon. I'm not going to say any more, but there is a massive rebuilding project on the horizon. I suppose if that was Neil Lennon giving that pitch, though, you would say, oh, maybe there isn't a, a massive rebuilding project <laughs> on the horizon, or maybe there isn't, or there is. Um, it's, I think Neil Lennon's post, it's getting to the point now where I was somewhat sympathetic or tried to be to Neil Lennon's cause, but now is, is post-match. I'm on the same boat as everyone else. It's post-match stuff just doesn't make any sense to me anymore. I'm not really sure what, if anything, he could say, though, that wouldn't annoy people. You know, it's no. yeah. he's putting his hands up, he's apologising, he's, he's he's doing all he can, really, post-match, but it's got to the point now where he needs to do his talking on the pitch. That's the only place that he can do it. And what we're facing here is the prospect of Rangers stopping the 10, winning the league at Parkhead, which is unthinkable. It's unthinkable. Or potentially we need to give them a guard of honour, which which he's already talked us into doing with his chat Honestly, a couple of, was, was a couple stick of seasons ago. Stick your guard ago. on up your ass. Stick your guard <laughs> on up your ass. They didn't they date for us, and and let's not make an issue of it. They can ram it. To be honest, Aye, I'm no give, yeah. I don't want to see a guard of honour for that lot. It's they wouldn't date for us. We're not doing it for them. It's a stupid thing anyway. Just see with Rangers if they manage to win the league at Celtic Park, that would be catastrophic that would be extinction level events for Celtic and see the for extinction us extinction level events coming anyway mate they all need to go I know what you're saying but yeah. the asteroid has entered Earth's atmosphere it's just no made <laughs> contact yet well well as fans that would be it'd be horrible to watch the fans don't deserve that after sitting at home all season watching this nonsense having to listen to all this so this is nothing to do with the fans but See if, if Rangers win the league at Celtic Park. That's exactly what Neil Lennon and Peter Law and the board deserve. They deserve to sit and watch that because this is Neil Lennon's decision making has cost us, and the board's lack of decision making has cost us. This is where we are now. We have two games against them left in the league, and they could potentially seal the league before that because of Celtic's ineptitude. It's an unbelievable way to go about it. And Neil Lennon, as you're talking about the post matching, what can he say? We can come out after the Ross County game and not tell me that we dominated the game. It's a head scratcher. I can't believe we've lost it. Neil, I can remember Ryan Christie skying one from six yards 
odds than Edward missing a chance. But what else did we have? Yes, we no. have plenty of shots, but none of them are clear-cut chances that you thought oh, you should. we should have scored that one. What about that one? Or with that cleared off the line? We never have teams on the ropes. We never have teams just ready to collapse because we're, pre- we're pressuring them so much. There's nothing in this team, absolutely nothing. And this is why Stephen's mentioned it before. This is what happens when you just keep a guy on that's not doing anything about it. This team look as if they want to get through these games and get off the football pitch as quick as possible to me. That's what that's oh, what, that, that's what this, ago, eh? uh, this but that's what this team looked like at the moment. But let's focus in on the Ross County game a wee bit. Um Celtic were pretty wasteful in the Ross County game. We had twenty shots, as you say, merely four on targets. That's the same as Ross County had four on target of their six shots. So we obviously had a bit of trouble capitalising there. One player that's dramatically out of form for me is Ryan Christie. On the live preview show, which is we bring you the build-up on Patreon.com, um, we bring you the, the pre-game build-up. We were saying on that match, Stephen Melly, that we were questioning Ryan Christie's inclusion by playing two up front, by playing Ryan Christie in that position up up front with Odds and Edward, and you've got three strikers on the bench, seemed... <laughs> Melly's laughing, and that's what it is. It's, it's mystifying, and it's these... Yeah. It's... <sighs> Uh, uh, once again, I find myself directing the Celtic PR department on what to do, right? Neil Lennon has to come out and talk tactics. We deserve that. We need to understand yeah. why these selections are being made. We need to understand why you come out after a game and talk about how you struggled to score goals, yet you started that game with three strikers on the bench and played Ryan Christie, who's in terrible form at the moment, up front beside Odson Edward Melly. It's a strange one. He came on the other week and he got a goal and an assist, but he's not a striker. He's not a striker. You've got you've got three guys on the bench. You've got Albion Ayeti, who you paid big, big money for, who Neil Lennon said he tried to sign him the year before and we couldn't get him. And then instead of loaning him, Neil Lennon said we wanted to make it permanent. So this is your guy. with Klamala, who we signed last January. Again, Neil Lennon signing. It's under his guise. Where are we going here? Because if you're going to play 3-5-2 or 4-4-2 diamond... Why are we shoehorning guys in just because he thinks they're good players get get the technicians in again? Because it's not working out again in the Ross County game. We never stretched them once. There was nobody going on beyond the their defenders to try and cause some runs in behind, which means everybody just drops deep and then you've got a big cluster in the middle. And it's easier for teams at Ross County to defend because that's what they want. They want to defend in the edge of their box. They want you to just put in crosses. They'll defend that all day. And at the end of the day, Celtic are just trying to make these passes through the eye of a needle, they're going to come unstuck because there's nobody out wide to get the ball in, so it's all just going to get congested through the middle. And see if you're going to play Ryan Christie, that's fine, but play him as a midfielder where he's going to be that guy who's making the runs from deep. That's what we needed. We don't need Tom Rogic standing there. He's not a guy like that who's going to make runs from deep. David Turnbull, as good as he is in number 10, he's not going to make runs from deep, so we need somebody breaking into the box like... Petrov in the past like Stuart Armstrong but we don't have MD it's all I too mean, Turnbull, static Turnbull can do that but I think he's a bit stifled in this formation um, I just don't understand the inclusion of Roderick Stephen the Christie thing I know he got a goal and assist the other week as Melly was saying but overall his contribution this season has been really poor he's been way way off where he was and the the, the problem Neil Lennon has is, is we as fans when the, before the game starts, you look at that and go, Ryan Christie up front, we had what? Three strikers on the bench. Then after the game, we struggle to score and he says, oh, we were wasteful in front of goal and then you've got Ryan Christie missing for, how many yards was that out? Uh, five or five something. Yards now, was it? Yeah. 
try to take the skin off the ball as well. Just make sure of that, man. Why are you absolutely know. putting the laces through that when you're a couple of yards out? Absolutely unbelievable. These take, guys' take heads Christy. are elsewhere. Their heads are elsewhere, and Ryan Christie's the number one culprit for me. I think he's firmly in the camp of guys that are going through the motions, Stephen. Uh, well, he's he's really starting to do people's heads in now. I can feel the the tide well and truly turning on Christie's popularity, and it didn't really have to be this way. He's obviously a cracking player, but a combination of things, one not least of which is the fact that he's been kind of openly talking about wanting a new challenge and all that, which he's perfectly entitled to do, but people aren't going to like to hear it. You know, especially as part of this historic season, need I remind anyone that we are we are currently going through? Added to that is the fact that there is just complete lack of any kind of tactical or positional or just really any discipline of any kind. Ryan Christie just, just does not have it. He's just doing the uh, yeah. thing, isn't he? <laughs> Yes, freestyle, and that's exactly what he's doing. And it's very, very frustrating to watch. Yes, when it works for Ryan Christie, he's an absolute joy. He's too telling contributions in both of Edward's goals a couple of games ago as well as well as the goal and assist against St Mirren that would have been brilliant but the rest of the time he's a very frustrating player because they're shooting from everywhere and I'm now more sympathetic to Neil Lennon's place in this as well because I used to think that Neil Lennon's out there just telling him to shoot whenever he gets the ball but even Lennon's fed up with it. even he's fed up with the level of wastefulness that comes from Ryan Christie's left boot so where I don't sympathise with Lennon is that it keeps picking him it keeps picking the guy so I, I, mm. that, that's where the sympathy runs out just, just as a wee sidebar to this Ryan Christie thing see if James Forrest was fit and we're, we've kind of been told that there's a setback on that so he might not be fit for another couple of weeks or whatever but even if he was fit just now, what the hell would Celtic play? What formation yeah. would they put together? I, I can't picture it because what we would He'd find be a right is, wing back. I, I, James, James, they'd probably go to a, maybe a 4-2-3-1, but we, what we would end up with is Forrest on the right and Christie on the left or some mental mm. like that. Turnbull, and then we would end up with Brown and McGregor in central midfield. Two fullbacks who, uh, don't get me started on these, two, oh. these guys, honest to God. John Joe Kenny, and I, I realise that I've, I've just gone down a, a rant here, but oh, John Joe Kenny. Oh, but just when we're talking about the, the structure of the team here, we've got uh, several formations here, several formations, and none of them work because we're getting nothing for fullback whatsoever. No. Absolutely nothing. Greg Taylor's an all right player, right? He's, he's absolutely fine. But John Joe Kenny is a, just a mental signing, to be honest. He's just a guy who must have just become available. So we've no even thought twice about it just sign him just bring him in on loan we've all played he's football manager suited. we're desperate for a right back we go to the free transfer the loan market there's a guy that can play right back let's take him that's Aye. probably that's probably I, what happened there I don't think he's a bad player and I don't envy anyone coming into this disaster of a season but it, it doesn't suit Celtic's aims it doesn't suit the objectives it doesn't suit the style of play at all they've just taken yet again a player who happened to be available they've heard of him plays for Everton he must be good One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I don't think Ryan Christie's good enough for the Premier League. I don't. Mm. I, I would be interested to see what sort of club picks Ryan Christie up. I know, I mean, he's been at Celtic since 2015, right? So what's that, six year? Yeah. Has he had one and a half good seasons, two good seasons at Celtic? I've certainly seen nothing this season to suggest that Ryan Christie would make any success of a career down south. And he's one of these players, that there's been a few of them come out of Scotland, like, what's his position? What is Ryan Christie's position, Melly? Yeah. What would you say if you could, if you were to... If you were the manager of Southampton, say, because that's where Stuart Armstrong went, what position does Ryan Christie play? He's no a left winger, he's no right winger, he's, he's no a striker. He's kind of like one of these players that sort of plays across the front three, but he's no really got one nailed in position. Is that, would you agree with that? I would agree with that. I think he he likes to think he's a number 10, but for me personally, I think he'd be best in the number eight with, say, we've played three in midfield with one sitting in front of the defence, then two ahead of that. I think he'd be good in the number eight there, but he's not got the guile to play number 10. And if he's going down, down south, I don't really see many teams that he would maybe get that would play a number 10. So he's going to need to play in central midfield. And as Stephen said, his discipline, like positionally, isn't up to it for that. Look, he is a good player. He got, what, 15 goals last season, maybe about the same the season before. He came in and just took off like a train, but he's just, he's dipped down. and <laughs> Took off and like a train, are... <laughs> Stephen. Melly couldn't think of one vehicle that takes off. Could have had a racing car, could have had a helicopter, could have had an aeroplane or a jet, but Melly went for the only vehicle I can think of apart from a boat that doesn't take off. Anyway, Stop, can't he derail my train here? Train of thought. <laughs> trying to derail my boat here. <laughs> You're derailing my boat. Right, Melly, sorry, carry on. But with Ryan Christie, I just don't, I don't see where he's going. I think at number eight long term will be his position, but he needs somebody to tell him what to do. And he's a Scottish international, he's a good player, but I just don't think he's up to the standard of Stuart Armstrong and it took him a while to go down there and adapt, but I'm really disappointed in you guys. You're mm. on here slating Ryan Christie, so am I. It's his bloody birthday today. Happy Is birthday, it? Ryan. <laughs> oh, it's Ryan's birthday, it's oh, Karamoka Dembele's birthday. I see oh, happy Celtic birthday of... FC, we're loving it today, weren't they? Dishing out all the happy birthdays on Instagram. Shandy yeah, it was, well. you. It was Instagram. That's what they did. They, they, it was Instagram. There was no Twitter happy birthdays today. Stephen, I don't know if you noticed that. There was no Twitter <laughs> happy know. birthdays for Celtic players because obviously we know what happens every time Celtic tweet anything. 
So Celtic conceded their, let me just check the stats here, I've got the stats open there, one millionth goal this season from set pieces. <laughs> um, and as we touched on earlier on, Neil Lennon says it's down to the players, they have to head the ball, Laxalt, we were teamed up zonally and Laxalt had work to do there. Yeah, again, it was more from Neil Lennon that, that post-match, it was all they, they, they. Mm. Most managers would say we wouldn't there, we'll do this, we'll work harder, but again, it's just flinging the players under the bus. But again, yes, it is Zono and all that, and Laxalt should have done much better. It was absolutely pathetic defending from him. But again, where where's the structure in this? Because that is their, their tallest player. The biggest player on the pitch had a free header. Yes, you can go zonally, you can have people go man for man, but within that zone, there should be people saying, look, he he's the big danger. We need to switch something about here. But there's nobody taking responsibility. They're not set up properly. And you felt as soon as Ross County got that free kick, it was just that point in the match where you're thinking, this match is dreadful. The next goal, if there is going to be one, will win. And as soon as they got that free kick, it just felt inevitable after that. And as soon as it goes in, their biggest man heads it. Yeah, Celtic aren't, simply aren't going to win this game now. They're not going to come back and win this. And that's the worry, isn't it, Stephen? When a goal goes in, even against Ross County, and the, the same happened against Hearts in the, the cup final. I had the feeling like if they score, it's game on. Like when Ross County scored yesterday, you had no faith that Celtic were going to get back no. in it. No, we've seen it so many times this season. We've seen that this team just go to pieces. And right, the, the the fact that I mean Neil Lennon's now out there saying that players are scared to get hurt or they're scared to head the ball, they don't want to head the ball or whatever it is he's saying now. Right, I get it. Players ultimately, whatever the structure is, sometimes a ball comes into the box and you need to deal with it. Right, I, I do I get that from Neil Lennon's point of view, but. At the risk of repeating myself, this is what happens when the players have chucked it be- yeah, over the course of it. months. This is, this is exactly it. It's like <laughs> everything he's saying now is the players are not playing for him, and it's the most Aye, obvious. It. It's the most. It's the most obvious thing in the world that he's he's talking himself out a job. There, he's talking. It's, it's 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 if you go if you're a manager in any line of work, right, or any line of work, if you're a manager and I pick something shoe shop, and your boss comes down and goes. You've sold no shoes this week. What's happening with your team? And you go, I keep telling the team they need to sell more shoes, but they're not listening to me. The first person that goes, you. That's how <laughs> that's it works. Right. In every line of manage, in every line of work. So right. Neil Lennon's out here saying the players are not heading the ball. Right. Well, they're physically able to head the ball. They're just not doing right. it for you. And and it's just us going through the motions again, isn't it? Oh, that's exactly that's exactly the phrase I would use. Going through the motions and again, again. This is what happens. This is what happens if you just throw out everything you know about football. I, I appreciate there's no formula to it. I, I realise there's no law to it that you can follow. There's no book you can look up and say, well, actually, after 18 games, if a manager's not doing it, you need to get rid of him. Oh, but what about the 19th? I, I appreciate that it's, there's no good time to get rid of a manager. Mm. But sometimes it's just over. Sometimes it's just finished and you need to act. And what I said last week was that the, the, the burden on you the people failing to make decisions is to prove that you are right to do this rather than the other way around when it demonstrably got worse. It, it's mm. got worse and worse and worse month on month since you decided to stick with the manager and they're still doubling down on it. They're still saying, no, 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 we can't make hasty decisions and all that. But what we're left with is a lot of people just having lost interest. The fans, I feel like it's now gone from days and days of anger to nothing now it's just apathy it's just well oh well you're angry at the time you're angry immediately after the game then you get up the next day and you're like 
Well, kind of saw that coming. Just you can't believe one, what you're it? watching with some of these games. Yeah. Like yesterday, you just can't believe what you're watching. You're like, this is the most peculiar thing I've ever seen. This is how bad are the Celtic team in terms of the stuff you've seen in your lives? How bad are they? Oh, they're up there with the worst. They're up there with the worst. At least Mowbray's team had a bit, bit about them where they just conceded loads of goals, but they scored goals. They would Robbie Keane the second half of the season. You would something you thought, or oh, maybe we've always got Keane, we've always got a chance with this Celtic team. I'm like, they're not even free scoring. That Maybe if we were winning 4-3, but unless David Turnbull or Rodson Edward turn up, Celtic simply don't win games. And it's bringing everybody else down as well around them. It's just, it's going on and on, like Stephen said. And, I don't see an end point because I don't see how we won five games in a row we might go and win another two and then as soon as we play a decent team we'll draw or get beat that's how it's going to go as soon as we come up against MD with any substance we'll draw or get beat I said after the Aberdeen game that I think it was just in the kind of various group chats that we populate um, I, I said after the Aberdeen game that this is the most crushingly boring Celtic team I can remember <laughs> just, just like yeah. just teeth gratingly boring and what I said, I, I can't be accused of just reacting to just the Ross County game, but which we clearly lost. I said when we did our preview show, our live preview show on patreon.com slash 20 minute times, mm-hmm. um, we're, we're doing a live preview before the Ross County game that I said that in this run of games that we're all expected to believe is like a jaw-dropping achievement, we've run a string of games against poor opposition, right? Uh, don't get me wrong, wins are wins, right? But what I said that after the Aberdeen game was that I've never been more convinced that this is over. Having watched that, the manner of that win against Aberdeen, I've never been more convinced because you look at everything that Lennon was supposed to be, everything, the the ball of energy, the quick, fast moving, every day bombing forward and getting out wide and getting in the box and scoring goals, five and six goals, it's gone. It's absolutely gone. It's dead in the water and we're still just persevering with it, just keeping the head down, hoping that this season... I'm not talking about the fans, I'm talking about the board. Just hopefully hoping that the season finishes without any major incident. And they can't manage it. All they had to do with nine games to go is just try and get try and get through the nine games without suffering any major embarrassments. That's how low the bar was and they failed to clear it. <laughs> they just ran up and tripped over the bar. It's ab- honestly unbelievable. It's went from Lenny Ball to Lenny Boz, hasn't it? Oh dear. <laughs> oh my God. There it is. So uh, one, one a week. That's what you're guaranteed. Look, Celtic might be sh- yeah. You think Celtic are shite? Yeah. Listen to Melly's gags. That'll, uh, <laughs> you're lucky I didn't them. do one earlier. I had one there, but I thought, no, I'll leave it. I'll tell you after what it is. It was an absolute. Oh pizza. my God. Can I ask you something, though? See, now that Neil Lennon has apologised, do you feel any better? Do you feel any better <laughs> no. about the situation? Because I kind of feel like I've been given petrol station flowers to, to be perfectly honest I, I feel like <laughs> Neil Lennon was he's on his way home for work and he, he stopped in a petrol station and bought uh, brought me home a bunch of damp flowers and a Twix but it was <laughs> it was like two for a pound and he ate the double decker in the forecourt that's kind of how I feel with that apology to be honest <laughs> you know what it's worse than that right it's that apology was Neil Lennon running out of things to say that's what that was <laughs> That's, that was Neil Lennon running. That was a Hail Mary. You know, that was right. an absolute Hail Mary. We've got, we've got two games. We've got Aberdeen at home and Dundee United away before we play Rangers at Celtic Park. The, the only thing left for this season, and this is really, really pitiful, right? The only thing Celtic can achieve this season for me is no let them win the league at Celtic Park. And right. 
And in doing so, not allowing them to be invincible. That's the yeah. only thing. Mm. That, that's the only thing we can achieve this season, isn't it? That's, that's the real yeah, quiz. Yeah. for the Scottish Cup not to start up, so we don't need to play it. So yeah, I don't but, think the Scottish. I don't see the Scottish Cup starting up. I would just shelve the Scottish Cup. It's not a competition that concerns us anyway, because um, we're not, certainly not going to win it. But mm. Stephen, that's the goal, isn't it? The only goal. This is how bad it is, Jesus, man. We've gone from winning everything. Winning everything to the only thing on offer for us this season is beating Rangers once. Spoilers. It's, it's, it's all we ask for in those famous <laughs> words. It's all we ask for. Uh, if Neil Lennon yeah. stood at the front of Celtic Park and went, this season, we're going to beat Rangers once. And that's it. <laughs> that's all we ask for. <laughs> Aye, we can also try and stop uh, stop them whitewashing as, as well. There, there's Aye. a very real possibility of that because you know, we had a DVD about that once years ago. Uh, aye, it's, it's grim how far we done fell. We said this months ago. Months ago is that if the plan is that we hope for Rangers to just derail themselves, to just like just shit themselves and, and inexplicably stop playing, then that's no plan at all. And it turns out we didn't have any plan at all because you no, know, that didn't happen, and we had no contingency for it whatsoever. It is an unmitigated disaster. It, it, there's no no denying that whatsoever. The only thing that the board could possibly do to help with this I'm sorry to say it but it's to sack Lennon I don't want to hear any more of this the end of the season stuff you need to start making changes just now for this to just soldier on just soldier just limp on aimlessly getting worse and worse and worse and making more absurd statements that from week to week talking about how it's the media it's the media I've got got it in for them that came out again a couple of days ago as well the media are trying to make it about themselves they're being aggressive Mm. in interviews and all I'm like look the only reason he thinks this is because he's not getting it all his own way. He thinks the media are there. They're just a tool for the club to use to fluff everyone's ego and get some stock answers out of them. That's not the case at all. The media would not be doing their job if they just ignored the massive elephant in the room that is Neil Lennon keeping his job against all odds, despite the woeful performance, the woeful managerial performance. He, he said the other day that he doesn't see why it wouldn't be him to undertake the rebuild because Jesus, well, no. ap- apart from the I'll tell you. shocking I'll performance, tell you. I-, I realize that people will say, and I think that Billy Dodds or whatever said it on SportsCenter, like, what's the sense in getting rid of Neil Lennon just now? Because every day he's in that job, it gets worse. The damage could be, <laughs> could be irreparable by the time we get a new manager in next season because he's coming in to do... God knows what with the squad and probably go through qualification for the Champions League, which we'll probably not get through anyway because it's getting no. harder and harder with the, that the runner-up route thing. So it's, you have he is to the lamest of now. lame ducks. He's yeah. the lamest of lame duck managers, Neil Lennon, at the moment. And these players want to get on that pitch and off that pitch as soon as possible. And no. I would be amazed if we bounced back from this, Ross County. I would be amazed if we bounced back for this. We were building momentum... And that's another defeat. And I would, I suspect that's taking the air out of the balloon. I really do. It probably has. I don't know what they what they've got left because what's they going to do? Because there's no there's no big tactical change going to come because no. we've tried we've tried everything that way. James Forrest isn't going to be back anytime soon, so we need to win our next three games to stop Rangers winning the league at our home ground. Even if we win our next two and we go into the Rangers game. Have you any faith whatsoever Neil Lennon can set up a team to beat Rangers? Because we've barely Not had a yet. shot against them this season, never mind 
got a point against them. We can't even afford to draw against them. We need to beat them. It's We're not going to win the next two games anyway. We're not going to win the next two games. I don't think we'll beat against Aberdeen. They get away to Dundee United. I, I would, I'd see us dropping points in those games as well. To be perfectly honest with you, do you know what we joked in the preview show again? The the previously mentioned preview show we did for the Ross County game. We joked that Ross County might have a better record against the top six than Celtic do recently. They do. They actually do. <laughs> they've beaten Celtic twice. They've beaten Hibs and they've beaten Aberdeen. In the last three or four months, Celtic have beaten Aberdeen a couple of times. They beat them in the cup and they beat them in the league. And they beat St Mirren, who are in the top six by one point. Ross County do have a better record against the top six recently than Celtic do. The reason I say that is because we have the split coming up. So we have yep. to play against all of the top six. And I just don't see it going well. The only way we can salvage something from this is to let the fans know that change is coming. Because they're yeah. not even doing that. They're, they're not even doing the... Yeah, changes got coming at the end of the season. They're letting Neil Lennon go out there and talk about how he is the guy to do the rebuild. Your plans are in place. He's the next three, he four seasons. No, he just needs uh, to stop that. Do you know what I mean? Where's the PR here? Why are you why are you baiting fans? People are pissed off. Yeah. People are talking about no buying season tickets. People are not just pissed off at this. Isn't spoiled Celtic fans pissed off at losing ten in a row? This is you know fully paid up, heavily invested Celtic fans pissed off at the disaster and catastrophe fuck that this season has been <laughs> and don't try and tell us otherwise don't turn around and go oh god we won the league nine times in a row right we be under no illusion Celtic fans not everybody but if we'd put up some sort of fight for this league and heroically lost it in the last day we'd be gutted but we could accept that you know it is feasible you might lose a league what we're witnessing this season is is paltry in terms of effort and application for, yeah. for the players and for the manager so don't even think for a minute that Neil Lennon's going to be Celtic manager next season. Don't even think, and don't come out and talk, don't, Neil Lennon's not allowed to talk about next season. He's going to come out and he needs to talk tactics, game approach, and that's it. That's all you're there to talk about. Everything needs to be by the book, now for Neil Lennon. That's all I want to hear from the Celtic manager. What's happening next week? What's happening? I want to hear injury updates, player updates, tactical stuff, the game approach, and then after the game, he doesn't really have to say much if we've lost it. Um, but what I also do want is after the Rangers game, if Rangers win the league, I want them to resign. After after the game. Uh, the league's done. The minute this league is done, the minute the full-time whistle goes and this title's handed to Rangers, I want Neil Lennon to resign. Always come for our way of thinking, Steve. He's, he's on board. He's on, <laughs> look, well, he's on the train. Budge up, Nelly, budge up. <laughs> I know, well, look, I was always, there was no way Neil Lennon was going to be the Celtic manager next season anyway, but it's just enough is enough. And, and you can't and stop baiting the fans this is a lot of crap we're listening to for the Celtic manager after these games and I've tried I really have tried everybody that's listening to this podcast and you guys are joking I've tried to be fair yeah, but yeah. it's un, it's unbelievable what we're watching here there's another problem that you've maybe you've maybe kind of stumbled across there Jamie as well that oh, Neil good. Lennon has, is now out there Our pets heads like... are falling off <laughs> 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 He's now out there acting like he doesn't understand what this season was supposed to be, right? He's out there saying, oh, I don't know, we've won nine titles in a row, four trebles, but you've only been here for 18 months of that, in the, the latter half of it. But he's now out there basically kind of pretending that 10 in a row didn't exist and that the club were only marketing that to us at the start of the season. When, I'm sorry, but his sole qualification for being back in that job was that he did understand it, was that he, he totally yeah. got yeah. it. He was the guy who un the understood the, aye, who understood the, the pressures of it. All that. <laughs> for he knew. Yes, uh, all this. Oh, pish. Pish. <laughs> to quote his pal Thomas Sheridan, pish. 
So Aye, what, Tommy's no made a video for a while. No, he hasn't. We get Tommy no. up on the Twenty Minute Tim's YouTube channel. The production values in his videos are actually quite good. I wonder who's director of photography. The lighting is absolutely <laughs> sensational. Um, the Albanian president, he can get to fucking all. He only teaches me about winning. He's, oh, I know he's right. busy. Aye, I know them. he's running a country, and I know he's got things to do. But you know. Don't want to see him next season. He can go. Neil Lennon can go. Tommy Sheridan can go. Who else? Coolio. Coolio can go. Don't want to see Coolio. Um, Martin Compton. He can stay. Martin Compton can stay. Aye, keep him. Um, any other celebrity fans that have been tweeting Rod. support for the manager recently? Rod Stewart. He can go. He can go. Peter Lowell's Susan obviously Boyle go. out. out Susan, Susan Boyle can go out. Any other? Anybody else? <laughs> All those Twitter accounts that were backing the manager, they can go. Just clear the lot out. That's what I want. I just want the lot of them gone. And I never want to see them at Celtic Park again. Yeah. And on that bombshell, right? <laughs> on that bombshell. By the way, do you know what I'm looking forward to? Looking forward to the end of season review where we get to review our bold prediction. I think Jamie oh, Boy. My. I think Jamie Boy might have been super sexy on his, uh, his, his big predictions. Do you remember them, lads? I remember a couple of mine, I think. But probably do you remember best mine? just leaving it for... Mm. When the envelope is opened, I, th I think I might get all three right again. So mm. instead of uh, what we're going to do here, as uh, regular listeners know, that if you leave us a five star review on Podcast Addict or on iTunes and you leave us the way to contact yourself by your social media handle, we will pick our favourite five star review and send you a solid gold 20 minute Tim's badge. And Stephen, you have picked a winner this week. Well, we didn't do one last week because we had to digest that statement. So I think I'll give. I think I'll do two this week. Okay. So, so thank you very much to money this, bags. This first one, I know, I know. We're feeling generous. We've got. To, there's got to be some positive come of this. Sean PR sixty seven left us a review that said, "Fantastic, but bitterly disappointing lately." <laughs> <laughs> Been fantastic covering nine in a row and a historic quadruple treble. Now they sound like they don't want to be here. There's no justification for me to unsubscribe. None whatsoever. If things start to deteriorate rapidly, I'll hold my hands up and say, this isn't working. We need to look at something else. But at the moment, we're nowhere near that. Niall Lemon. So yes, that, that's that's one winner. And, and another one from Leal de Lisboa, which is basically, you're still thinking about the bad news. In this age of no good news for Celtic, with only bad news and irrelevant news to deal with, these lads steadfastly take it on and tackle everything like sorrow with a big smile on their faces. The best balance of insight and humour I've heard in a Celtic pod. Well done, guys. You know there are only seven people on the board, and that's from the Aldo. Yes. So thanks, folks. Thank you very much for that. Guys, as we're talking about, check out patreon.com slash 20-minute times. This season might be going pretty poorly but the coverage keeps on going plenty of podcasts plenty of video over there as we said we're launching a new youtube channel if you want to get involved in that subscribe to us on youtube at 20 minute tims but also get involved in helping us decide the direction of that channel on patreon and also big things coming on patreon we're working on a big project for the end of the season melly would you like to say goodbye goodbye Stephen, would you like to say au revoir <laughs> au revoir thank you folks yes. i'll see you next week and it's goodbye from me thank you for listening 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 